You are joining Talking Neoteric, a podcast that advocates for and shares new ideas, ways of thinking and doing about who we are, what we do and where we do it. Talking Neoteric spotlights creative practitioners, sharing their work and practices, each demonstrating their reach far beyond the arts with contributions to the broader health, livability and prosperity of regional Queensland. Today we're joining you from the remote uh, lands of the Koa people in the town of Winton in Western Queensland. And it's been an incredible journey to get here. We've come across the black soil plains, past the ancient jump ups, and on to the grasslands and wildflowers. And then out of nowhere, right, driving through the main street of Winton, and you cannot miss its latest claim to fame. You wouldn't believe it, but there's a new cultural facility in Winton. It's the home of the Crack Up Sisters. Let's start to unpack what the Crack Up Sisters is and then what the home is, but what a thrill it is to be back in Winton with Amanda. Good morning. Hello. We've got co-founder and director of the Crack Up Sisters. What a great place to be. Where are we? <laughs> We're in Winton, outback Queensland, which is a very special part of Australia to me and a place where I feel really drawn and artistically inspired. It's crazy. So we're in a Queenslander in this incredible remote town, which has a long history um, in, in Australia. What is this house? What, where are we? What is the home? <laughs> the house is a crazy thing that we bought one day. It was half a house in the main street. It's got um, wagon wheels inserted underneath that were built by hand by brick and they were starting to fall down. The home exterior is tin and it had a homemade for sale sign out the front. But when we seen it, the back of the house had been ripped off. So it was literally half a house and it was dilapidating, but it still just had so much character. So, so this becomes the home of the Crack Up Sisters. So as we unpack the home, Crack Up Sisters, co-founder, director, what, what is the Crack Up Sisters? The Crack Up Sisters is a performing arts company regionally based in Winton. Uh, we, are, we were founded in 2009 out of a desire to make work that is uniquely Australian, that is for and tours in remote and regional Australia. So we wanted to tell our stories but use contemporary art forms to do that. And we're also really driven to take those stories and place our work in unexpected places. And Winton's pretty unexpected, right? <laughs> it is, but really it's the centre of the universe for us. <laughs> and so Performing Arts Company finds a home in Winton. Your whole story is sort of built around this regional remoteness and then you find this house and it becomes your home. 
It does. Well, it's become the home of the characters. So we rebuilt it, which is basically a massive public visual art and exercise in sustainability. And our rule to rebuild was we were only to rebuild with things that were donated, given, and so it's a creation, almost like a collage of building materials. And we used all of the old fashioned building ways. Um, and being a, an arts company, we had lots of different artists come in all throughout the building process and influence in ways of visual art, in ways of wouldn't it be fun if we could stand on something here so then we'd build a little box there. So it's a really crazy functional space. And so you've you mentioned you've had some visual arts in and around the home. So who are they? What, what were they doing with you? Well, there's, there's a lot of artists that we've worked with over the years. So they're animators and um, cartoonists like Kate Rudder, who's regionally based in Corindai, um, who have a similar voice to us. Being a performing artist, we feel we have to have a lot of other visual stimulation that helps people understand what we are when they see a picture of us or when they um, see promotional material or... We just love art in all forms. Um, so we've had 40 artists work with us on the project so far. Uh, there's massive sculptures out the front, which are all made out of recycled metal um, and pieces found around properties from Barcaldon. Um, and the artist is Melinda Rogers. She's a scrap metal sheila. So massive installation at the front where people can come and have their photos. Um, there's photographs throughout the years to celebrate outback entertainers and artists who've worked. So there's photographic works, there's um, video works. We've done a series of documentaries on nine so far, outback artists. And we just find to be a performer, to be an artist in regional and remote Australia is a little bit different. And we've done it for 15 years and through that experience we're like, ah... Oh, Sometimes you can see why there's not a lot of artists doing it because it has its own unique challenges and um, you really need to be drawn to it. It's hot, it's hard, the distances are long, so it attracts a real certain type of artist and that's what we want the house to show. The house is like an architectural piece of outback, outback building. Um, and so all of the artists, we've brought them in and they sit in the space and create from there. And so when you talk about artists, you're, you're a multi-arts precinct. So you're working with a range of artists. You've mentioned some cartoonists, some sculptors, some performers. So you're really merging performing arts and visual arts. Yes. And I guess as an audience, we're, we're so used to seeing performing arts in a theatre. We, we watch, we don't engage, we're expected to have emotions but we're not involved. And then in the visual arts it's, it's more of a formal setting as well in a museum or a gallery. But that's not what the home is, that's not what we're sitting in. No. So you've broken down I guess that, that historic concept that's been built up about the distance between the maker and the audience and the performer and the and the person attending 
And so how, yeah, how have you found the audience response? Because they're not really safe, right? You can't sit in a, in a seat and in the darkness and just be, you know, the people that are coming to the house, you're directly engaging with, you're looking at, they're part of the theatrics that go along with it. How have you found the audience palette to that? I've found them really uh, surprised and that kind of surprise that makes you giggle, that you can't quite believe that this is one, like you said, this is unusual. It's in Winton. I wasn't expecting uh, so much colour, so much variety and the house and the the interactive space, which is called the yard, is definitely, it's not a textbook location, like you said. We've integrated it with a lot of play. So we've taken, I see play as an art form as well. And there's certain um, games and things that are really, it's really a part of Outback culture. The Outback communities really engage in playing and sport and games. Um, so we have a handball court and we have hula hoops and we have, um, you know, an international flea circus that's training. So people can go and see all of these things and they partake in it. And you find them while they're playing handball and quite, again, surprised and laughing at themselves that they're playing handball, they're looking up at a massive um, artwork by Kate Rudder, which takes up the whole side of the house. And so the side of the house becomes a character on top of the character that is all of this recycled materials patchwork together. So there's sort of layers of work. And I find having those layers allows different audiences to be able to engage with it. So the kid might just see the hula hoop and just learn about the hula hoop being Australian, but mum's actually looking at the picture and reading the story about the history of the hula hoop and, um, yeah, and the artists who did it. And dad's actually looking at how the heck did they get that beam to sit on that angle? So <laughs> and so these days you have a, a large footprint, I guess, in Winton, but up until this point you had a practice that took you far and wide. You've travelled throughout Australia and internationally performing but much of your presentation and, and your presence in your practice has been in with and for regional communities so was that deliberate or accidental have you you know even thinking about what you did as a child where you grew up was was the regional value accidental or deliberate thousand percent deliberate <laughs> I grew up in regional Queensland and from age of three I wanted to be an actress and all that I knew about that was Hollywood and I guess on reflection I look back at that and go that's because I didn't know there was anything else so um, I feel a responsibility to share as much as I can and um, I became a performing artist and toured the world to all sorts of places and I was back in, I was at Catherine's show and I seen that there was a covers band which was great but there was so much else that I knew that we could entertain them with and tell them their own unique stories and um, share the fun and 
the experience of the art. So it was a definite deliberate move to make something that was Australian. Um, I toured a lot and I would tour with, and you would see other cultural performances, you know, Brazilians really stand out for me. They walk in with their costume, their language, their food, uh, they're full in culture. And I'd stand there as a white country Australian performer and it made me start to question, who am I? What's my cultural relevance? <laughs> and that's when I went deeper to find what it is to be an outback performer, what it is. We have the stock whip. All right, so I grabbed a hold of that one and then um, started to learn about it, the craft of stock whip cracking and, and went deeper to find our other art forms that we do have. So for me, the Crack Up Sister House really shares that and puts it on a little platform so that we can all go, oh, we have got a little history and we do have these cool things. And I also deliberately chose to perform in regional and remote Australia because that's where I felt comfortable. And so we always, you and I have these conversations about, you know, regional, metropolitan, remote. What What is it? And I think we... We both feel it, but what is it that drives you in regional and remote? Like, what is it that warms your heart in, in working in and with these communities? Number one is the land. Yes, the sense of, of space. Um, and then the communities, your lifestyle and your culture is so grounded. I find and so your way of communicating your way of experiencing is much more hands-on um, so as a performing artist I find that's a lovely thing to share with people um, what is it ask me that question one more time because there's more <laughs> yeah so I guess yeah what is it that what is it that warms your heart like you we've just spoken like you often are performing you know in large cities and then very very remote places and what you do isn't easy work it's it's physically draining it's mentally draining but you keep coming back with this renewed energy so there's got to be something something that you're like oh that's that sparks me that's that's why I do it I think it's the hunger and the hunger of the people but also um, their openness to accepting and to sharing. And so um, it's definitely been a drive as an artist for me to expand my repertoire so I have more to share. And that's the exciting thing about expanding our capacity to work with different visual artists and sound artists and video artists so that there's more, more, more. Look, this person does this too. You could have a go at that. Um, and breaking down the boundaries, like you said, between what might have been 20 years ago felt as quite scary in an art form, that it's, it's very accessible and another way to express yourself and to see life. Um, and I just find that being in regional and remote Australia, I find opens up your mind. And when we say regional and remote, like... Some of the places you go to, Birdsville, for example, what, what is there? What's in Birdsville? Well, there's a population of 75. Um, there's a pool. There's a beautiful creek, the Cooper River. Um, Yabbies, there's sand dunes at the start of the Simpson Desert. 
There's a pub, there's the airport, there's a bakery. And there's a school that has this year, I think, six people. Yeah, so that's that's like seriously remote, right? Yeah. Everyone knows everyone. Yes. And then what happens when you come to town? <laughs> it's like the bringer of new information and joy. Um, when we come to town, we, we try and work and engage with with everybody. So we make something for the young people and something for the middle people and the older people. And then you've also got the tourists. And so I found as an arts maker in regional and remote communities and having lived metropolitanly and seen around the world, um, you become a little conduit to, to share the information between the people who are at home and, and the tourists. So our stories and our shows and our work, I work to make as a, a joiner. Yeah, and I guess that's that's a valuable point, right? Because ultimately, you're you're you can sympathise and live and connect regionally and remotely, but you're still you're still a newcomer, right? Particularly to a town that has, you know, not so many people. Yeah, and so that that ability to connect and meld and be one with the community, and then I guess have content that's relatable and relevant. Yes, as yeah. well. And there's nothing more um, relaxing for an audience to see their own stories, hear their own language, see their characters, you know, blown up a little. Um, but uh, that's why we like watching. Yeah. And there, there must be, you know, as there is with everything, opportunities and incredible things that come out of working in the way that you do. And then with that, you know, great challenges. So if we look at the challenges first, those unique challenges of living and working in Birdsville or Winton, what are they? I mean, we naturally go to distance. What are the greatest challenges of trying to have an arts practice in remote Queensland? Uh, One of the things that I find that I miss is, is seeing lots of other product. Um, so your work, yeah, it almost helps you go in deeper to your own work, but I love experiencing other people's work as well. So I miss seeing live performances. Um, anything that comes through town though, you find that you go and see, and that also helps you cross, cross art form and your expansion. And is that one of the things then that the Crack Ups Home offers? that sort of melting pot, that coming together that didn't exist in, you know, Winton and the region before? I absolutely believe so. And we've created a little, we're still building it, a little residency space so that we can bring artists to Winton and they can work from there and be a part of the community and we'll have programs that people can then meet the artists that they might not normally meet. And having us... In Winton, which is almost the end of the line, but still nine hours from the border, um, means that a lot of artists will tour across a lot of other country to get to us and then have a space to sit and and build their work from there and connect with the community. And then if we look at that as, you know, some of the challenges that, 
yeah, I guess the access to everything else that's going on and being practice informed and experiencing the broader section of the arts. If that if that becomes a challenge, then what are the opportunities, right? They're almost endless, just like the sky. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly like the sky. <laughs> and having having toured remotely for the last fifteen years, I think one of the challenges, as you said, is 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 having a setup that makes you sustainable and your work actually be able to get to Birdsville and to drive across some of those roads and to understand where to stay, what to look for, what the road conditions are, um, how to work with the community. And I feel like um, that's what we offer with the Crack Up Sisters is a lot of that knowledge that can then be shared and it can create help for artists who would like to be there but they don't exactly have the four-wheel drive with a remote rah-rah-rah <laughs> and a touring stage and we can help set up those things and, and teach the ways and the culture. And so you've got so much happening from touring to activating the home. What's, what's a standard day? What's a standard day? You might have to give us two or three, but what's a, what's a day for you? Wow. Well, um, we always get up and I always go for a walk first thing in the morning because as a touring artist where you don't know, you know, you're in a different place every day, I find that connects me to that place, that country and that culture. Also, I have a Kelpie dog that performs in the show, so she's very partial to a morning walk. Morning walks are followed by a cup of tea. <laughs> and um, usually a little bit of training. Um, so to maintain your physical, there's paperwork. Uh, there's lots of running, running the venue, booking tours, keeping in touch with everybody. Social media takes up a fair bit of time to tell the stories. And then we'll usually skid into a little bit of building, uh, building and creating. And, yeah, some days it might be fixing some costumes. Some days it, it might be literally building a toilet block that we're doing at the moment. Um, and that can be running around town to find things. Winton's actually a mecca, so often people will drop in. And then there's new conversations and new pathways to have people come and go. We open up the yard here every day between 2.30 and 4. So we've got to be prepared to have some fun in the afternoon. <laughs> and that's a day when up. you're here, right? Let that's alone it. touring. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're on the road, we generally, we generally cover 800 k's a day. Um, so there's a lot of driving and stopping and maintaining vehicles and animals and bodies and food takes up a bit of time too. <laughs> and so this is where we are after a visionary strategic plan that you prepared about two, three years ago. So we're sitting in the house now with the yard. It's open to the public. You've had visual artists and performing artists through You've got performances happening at the back. So if we call in and see you in a couple of months' time, what, what's going to be here? What's, what are you heading towards? Well, in a couple of months, the whole program for the next couple of years will be starting to evolve. So we'll have different artists coming through and staying at the house throughout the year. So you can have a look on the website and see who's coming when and where and then 
time your spot. The house will always grow. It's just about to be open for people to have sleepovers and really interact with the artworks. And some of it is construction artworks, I'm going to call it. Um, so I have people coming to stay and then we'll also be taking some artists on the road. Very exciting. And the fact that your company and you and this new cultural facility exists in Winton, how fortunate for visitors and, and locals alike and, and artists and practitioners as well. Thank you. It's very exciting. Well, we're, I've been absolutely thrilled to yeah watch from a distance and sometimes in person about the journey of yeah crack ups and and the home so thank you for having a chat with me i've got a mandolin here but we have her side character as well so maybe maybe we can say farewell through through your character oh bianca it's been nice to have you and ash back at the house of course you guys came here when we was just a caravan out the back there was a couple of planks of wood there was a half falling down everything now we've got walls, we've got windows, we've got a heck of a lot of artist work under walls. I hope you've noticed it all. Um, and when you come back, it's like a living, breathing space, this one. So it, it'll be different all the time. It's an ongoing artwork. There's sound installations going in next week. <laughs> and we're going to put in a cuckoo clock with me. When we open up, it'll go cuckoo and I'll crack a whip and then pop back in. And this is why we love regional arts. Thank you so much, Amanda Lynn, for having us at the home of the Crack Ups. Thank you for joining Talking Neoteric, a podcast that shares new ways of thinking and doing through the lens of visual artists and arts workers. Listen in next episode to see where Talking Neoteric is in Queensland and who joins the conversation. Talking Neoteric is curated by Bianca Simovic with production by Ashley Salter. This project was made possible through the Australian Government's Regional Arts Fund, funding through the Regional Arts Australia, administered by Flying Arts Alliance.